Welcome to Digital Nomads Behind the Scenes. My name is Mathieu Zelas, entrepreneur, co-founder of PalmaColiving.co, a conscious co-living place in sunny locations where digital nomads live and work remotely. Each episode, I bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover some helpful, actionable resources and inspirational content to guide you through your journey. Thanks for spending some time with me today and now, let the talk begin. Today we share exciting life stories and experiences with Flo. She has built an incredible Instagram community sharing her knowledge as a certified yoga teacher with over 120,000 followers. Flo managed to make a living out of yoga practice and get to travel the world while designing yoga experiences around Europe. Based in Bali at the moment, Flo will also share how yoga saved her life as she was sick for almost six months without the ability to walk anymore. She will share useful tips about the power of manifesting, how to make a dream reality and how to jump an uncertainty. And if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can share it on social media, you can tag me, Mathieu Zelas, you can DM me or post it online. Make sure to share this with one or two friends that you think are interested about this subject. Then leave us a review and let me know how you get value from this. Hello, Florina. Nice to meet you. Hi, Matthew. Nice to meet you as well. So it's 5 Thank p.m. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Right? 10 p.m. Yes. my time, 5 p.m. your time. Yes. You're yes. in Bali? Yes. How long have you been living in Bali? Uh, now it's been one year since I'm here. Mm -hmm. And yes. basically... As I understand very well, um, you are basically focused on the yoga and yes. this yoga um, is your completely a state of mind for you. <laughs> yes, that is the goal. I like this definition because I also see yoga as a state of mind, first of all, not yeah. just a practice. Do you want to explain uh, me how, how so? How is it for you yeah. a state of mind? What, what is it about? Yes. So for me, I think the most important aspect of yoga is the connection to the breath. This is what makes yoga completely different from any other form of movement because uh, the movement becomes conscious through the awareness that we bring to the breath. So bringing this awareness into the body and the focus on the breath takes you into a meditative state. So when you practice, you also get into a kind of a moving meditation, which is something very, very special and very relaxing for the brain to take a, a little bit of a break from our usual thoughts, train of thoughts, and come back into the present moment and just focus on the sensations in the body and the subtle feelings, uh, emotions, uh, sensations, actually, that we feel with the breath. So I feel like it takes you into a special state of mind and you get there through the breathing, through the practice. So I see it, yeah, like a moving meditation and a special state of mind. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I do interview a lot of digital nomads and entrepreneurs that decide they want to live in a different life. Yeah. Um, what we call also the status quo. And, mm -hmm. and, In your case, I see you had a like, previous life. 
right? As a fashion designer in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been working. I, it's very, very accurate what you said that it's a previous life. It really feels like a previous life to me, um, even though it's the same. But uh, I feel like a very, very different person right now. My life took a really, really dramatic turn when I discovered yoga. Uh, initially, yeah, I used to work as a fashion designer for many years, and that was my life. That was my path. I never, ever, ever thought that I would change this. Like my identity was this, you know, I'm a fashion designer. I studied art and all my life I thought like, this is my purpose in life, you know, to create and to, to be a, an artist of some sorts and to be a designer. So I've been working uh, for more than 10 years in this field, also in photography because my sister is a photographer. So I used to help her in the shootings and that was my life and then at a certain point i just decided i really wanted to do something more physical because i felt like i had no connection with my body at all and i initially i started to take some ballet classes because this is something that i was always very passionate about ballet and after i took some classes i decided that maybe I'm ready to start yoga because it's yoga was something that I always wanted to do, but I never had the courage to start because I was scared that I was not flexible enough. You know, there is this idea that almost everybody has, I think, that you have to be very flexible to start yoga or that you have to have some kind of background in gymnastics or dance or something like this. So I was reluctant to starting. But then at some point I was like, let me just give it a try and see how it goes. And once I started um, to go to yoga classes and I understood that yoga is so, so, so much more than what I thought initially. And it's not about how flexible you are. It's really not relevant at all if you are flexible or not. Because not. yoga, no, <laughs> yeah, but it's not relevant. It doesn't mean that if you're not flexible, you cannot start yoga. It's really not relevant. You can be flexible, you cannot be flexible, it's the same. That doesn't mean that yoga is not for you. Because yoga is, in from my point of view, yoga is first and foremost a practice for the mind and for the soul. Is Of course, your body benefits as well, of course it does, but it's not primarily for the, designed for the body. So after having this understanding, I just realized that it's, the most meaning, meaningful thing that I can do in my life and for myself, for my self-improvement, for my self-growth, it just was a really huge turning point for me to discover the practice. And I just realized that I was slowly, slowly losing interest in my job because I just, I just felt meaningless, my job. You know, it's not that I didn't enjoy what I was doing because I really like to design clothes, but it just felt like it has no real purpose, you know, like it didn't bring um, true satisfaction for my heart, for my soul, you know, it was just a job like any other job. Yeah, it was more creative. It was nice, but it didn't bring true satisfaction. I didn't feel very fulfilled, you know, arriving at home after doing my job. It didn't feel like, oh my God, I've done something meaningful today, you know, but in, but when I was uh, practicing, I just felt 
major changes in my heart, you know, in my mind, in the way I felt uh, in my body, the way I perceived myself, the way I saw the world and everything. It just changed my perspective so, so much. So I just realized, like, I'm tapping into something that has huge potential. I realized how much it can change me. And I thought I can also do this for other people. You know, if I start to shift my attention to this and do something related to this, you know, and I just started to feel the, also the need to help and to support other people, to guide them to this path. So this is a very difficult moment for me because I identified as a fashion designer. I've been working all my life. Um, this job. So for me, it was not easy to shift everything and say, okay, now I want to follow this completely different path. It's hard to give up, you know, something like this, an identity that you had all your life. Um, but then I just realized it was calling me so much, like the call was much, much stronger than the fear. And when the call is stronger than the fear, then you are able to take action. So I decided basically to quit my job and uh, I dedicated much more time and energy to the practice. And also this comes with sacrifices because the moment you quit your job, you will not have a stable income anymore. And you jump into a, an uncertainty. You know, you never know if it's going to go well or not. It's a risk that you're taking. It's just, it, you jump into the unknown. You don't know. Maybe it's going to work. Maybe not. But I just had something inside my, my heart that was just saying that it's going to be okay and I need to follow this because my, I was really, really passionate about it. It brought so much enthusiasm to me that this was, the enthusiasm was just the fuel that kept me going and going. And as I said, there are sacrifices that come with these kind of decisions because um, as I quit my job, I didn't have an income anymore, so I needed to quit my rent, you know, and quit many things, many luxuries that I had before I quit because I had no choice. And I just uh, I'm gonna dedicate all my time and energy, my energy to this. And then we will see where it leads. But slowly, slowly things started to move. And I, uh, I received a lot of encouragement step by step so that I kept on going. But I also, I must confess that I, the period uh, um, when I was transitioning from one thing to another was not always easy. It's a bit of a roller coaster when you change your direction in life so so much. Wow. Yeah. What a beautiful story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank that. You. You're welcome. You're welcome. And guess, the thing is that yes. initially I um so I started my Instagram page um and I started everything basically in my room, actually in my mother's house. Because at that point I quit my I quit my job, I quit my rent and I moved with my mother. And I was just creating content nonstop, like nonstop. This was my main, main purpose. And it, and I didn't think about why I was doing this. I was just really, really passionate about it. So it has no, it had no purpose at that point. It was just something that would bring me joy. You know, I was so happy that I chose yoga and I chose this path that I was like, I want to create as much as I can. I want to really dive into this with all my heart and all my mind and all my energy. I want to be focused on this and just this. I don't want anything else, just this, you know? And I think I put so much energy and so much love and passion into what I was doing that even though I didn't have like a 
strategy for growing my page and anything. Just this huge energy that I put into it made things move. And my page just started to grow more and more and more and more. And I did everything on my own. Um, I never paid anybody to promote my page. I never paid um, any, uh, how do you say, paid ads or these things. I never did. It just grew like organically. And slowly, slowly, I started to have collaborations with different companies. Then I got a job. Um, then I got another one and so on. Slowly, slowly, I started to generate basically collaborations and incomes from my, my page, but everything started from zero and it started from a passion. It didn't start. Um, I didn't think that it would turn into a business or into a brand. I just followed my passion blindly. <laughs> basically very nice i have tons of questions <laughs> yes tell me well first one thing's coming to my mind yeah actually you are designing yoga experience yes. now <laughs> <laughs> true true yeah it's true actually i think i cannot help it like my background is uh, visible i think in what i do you know because uh, i always think about composition colors all these things you know these these are innate qualities that I have because I've been working with these things all my life. So I'm always kind of bringing my experience and my background into what I'm doing now. Yeah. And actually, mm. you also did design an amazing Instagram page. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's, it's really aesthetic, really, really colorful. And Thank you. it's like a, a piece of art, actually, when I'm, I'm looking mm. for it. You are Thank like a so superstar much. of uh, yoga on Instagram now. <laughs> well, I'm not that famous, but I really appreciate you being so kind. <laughs> I I and appreciate it. When I when I I seen a bit your experience and your background, and and when I see you now, I um, I wanted to ask you how did you start? Actually, I know I know the logic behind and and why yeah. why did you switch to to yoga? And it's a, it's a, it's an amazing journey. So how did you? Did you start actually after after taking the yoga classes? Did you yeah. did you stay in Italy? Did you move uh, straight away in a different country? How what what was the process to change uh, towards this direction? Yeah. So initially, um, I was um, staying at home and just working from there, and then I decided to do a yoga teacher training. And um, I was looking for different um, yoga teacher trainings around the world. Initially, I wanted to go to Thailand, but that then I changed my mind. And I was actually able to get a scholarship to a school in Bali that I really, really loved. And I wanted to go there, but it was very expensive and I couldn't afford it. But in the end, I got a scholarship and I got it thanks to my account. So I really felt like, okay, now... It's paying off, you know, all the effort, all the time I spent, you know, growing my account, it paid off. So, uh, yeah, I started traveling basically, and I went to do my teacher training. And in yoga, I don't know if you are familiar, but initially you do a um, 200 hour course, which is like the foundation, the basic course that you do. Um, after you do the 200, you are able to teach. So you get a certificate and you're able to teach. But then if you want to dive deeper into the practice and you want to be more advanced, you can do something that's kind of like a master degree, let's say, 
you do the 300 hour course. And I decided to have the 300 also. And so I did the 300 as well. And yeah, I did them both in Bali. And after I finished my 500, I decided to stay in Bali because in the meantime, I really fell in love with the island and I couldn't leave anymore because it was, I feel like Bali, Bali is like the really perfect, perfect setting for yoga from all points of view. And for a yogi, it's like yoga paradise to be here because uh, everything is about yoga here. So you really feel inspired, inspired all the time. Bali actually is a very common destination uh, for the digital nomads. And I can see now you have been living there for a while. So why why Bali? How did you decide to be home based in that country despite the the training that you had the opportunity to do? Were you on vacation first? Did you just move straight away? No, I just, uh, I went there uh, just for the teacher training initially. So it was not a vacation. I came for the course. And uh, after I finished the course, I just felt like um, throughout the training, I was very, very busy, always studying, being in the school all the time. I didn't have any time to explore at all. So basically, I didn't see Bali. I was just in the school all the time. So after I finished the course, I was like, I really, really want to be able to explore the island a little bit and stay here longer. So I tried to search for a way to stay longer, to see what I can do to stay a bit more. And initially, I wanted to stay like one or three months. And first it was one month, then it was two, then it was three. And then I kept on postponing and postponing uh, my return until I realized that I actually didn't want to go back to Europe because I was feeling more and more at home in Bali. And I, I was connecting more and more to the land and to the people and to everything. Like Bali truly has such a special, special energy that is hard to describe into words. When you come here and you feel it, you understand. But like when you hear it or you read it in books or in movies, you feel like, yeah, okay, everybody thinks Bali is special and so on. And maybe many people don't believe it. But when you live it and when you're here, you understand why some people fall in love with this island and feel so um, happy and um, connected to to themselves when they are here. And Mm. I think the reason... My opinion, and this is just my perspective, I don't know how other people see it, but what I really love about Bali is the fact that um, the people here have many, many, many rituals and ceremonies. Like for them, this is the most common natural thing to do. First thing they do when they wake up in the morning, they start to uh, bring these offerings to their temple. Almost each house has a small temple here. If they don't, then they bring to an close uh, to a temple that's close to their house but they have like Bali is like really full 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 of these small temples where they can bring offerings and first thing in the morning before they eat before they do anything they bring the offerings to the gods to the spirits you know so they are all the time infused with this energy of gratitude and connection to nature and to spirit you know so all this energy just imagine a whole island of people that are praying and creating rituals and ceremonies every single day so the energy is very different because these people live in gratitude they have the awareness 
of of being alive and they are uh, aware of the fact that gratitude is the most important thing and they give thanks all the time they give thanks before they start to eat before they start their day they give thanks for life you know they pray to the spirits of the earth they sp- pray to the spirits that live among among us they pray to the spirits in the sky they have three types of offering offerings like i said from below the 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 earth the ones that live on the earth and the ones that live in the sky and they are meditating they are praying they give thanks they go to temples all the time and i'm talking about common people now i'm not talking about spiritual people like every person normal person that lives here this is how they live their life uh, i'm also living very close to a balinese family i have a house that's on their property so i interact with them all the time and i see Every morning they wake up, they also bring to my house the offering. Not a morning passes without them praying and giving thanks and bringing offerings. So it's very beautiful. So I think this is why people feel that the vibrations here are very high on this island. And the fact that people are so open to all these practices like random people if you talk to them and you say i do meditation i do yoga i do this and that they're like okay like it's normal you know it's the most natural thing we all live like this here you know but in europe there are still are some countries where if you tell them okay i'm a yoga teacher they look at you like oh okay they think like you're weird or there's something wrong with you you know it's it's still not in all countries, but in some countries, they still are reluctant to the subject. But here is like the most natural thing is normal to do yoga, you know. And I think this should be throughout the whole planet. It should be the most natural thing to do for everybody to, to practice some, some, some form of spiritual practice. It doesn't have to be yoga, but something that helps you to ground yourself and to, um, to have some kind of a deeper connection to, to yourself and to to your body, to your mind. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm going to book my flight. <laughs> you can <convince> me. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. Yes. Now you will love it. If you will decide to come here, I'm sure you will love it. You just need some uh, advice from people that know. They can tell you where to go because Bali um, is a very touristic place. So, of course, if you go to the most touristic places, uh, maybe you will not have the best experience. So I think it's important also to go to more secluded places and to actually see the real Bali, you know, not the touristic Bali. Yes, because I heard a lot about also this second part, kind of uh, very touristic or sometimes mm. a little bit, um, yes, um, too much maybe. Uh, but I guess yeah. I guess this is like always in the islands, you can mix. Exactly. I think, yeah, everywhere you go in, in these places that are very famous in the world, you will find these tourist, touristic spots that are the same everywhere, you know. But it depends on what kind of tourist you are, you know, if you want to see those places or if you want to see something authentic, you know, yeah, because there are. Authenticity for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are. You just need to n- know the right people and and they will direct you and they will tell you where to go so that you can see a different a different face of Bali that is really beautiful but you will not see that in the most touristic places you will not fair enough 
I yeah. wanted to ask you about um, uh, uh, the part about the gratitude and, and spiritual part of yes. uh, the yoga uh, slash the island. And mm -hmm. do you use any of this uh, into your yoga session? Because I uh, we are going to talk about this after you're organizing retreat. So um, how do you use this uh, spiritual values in, in the yoga session? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, so normally uh i mean it depends if it's a, just a yoga class or if it's a yoga retreat because if it's a yoga retreat i normally spend much more time much more time with the people so i can do many things with them throughout a week or four days depends on how much time we spend together so this allows me to do much much more activities with them but if it's just one class which is an hour, is very, very hard to integrate everything in one hour. So normally I just spend a little bit of time in the introduction to bring some awareness into the body and to get them into the present moment, to get them to feel their bodies first, then to connect to the breath. Then maybe sometimes I would mention something related to gratitude, but I feel like it's important not to overwhelm people, not to request too many things from them. I think just getting them into their body is already enough and it's a lot, you know, and then we start to move and to breathe together. So in a normal class, I would say, yeah, sometimes I can bring up the, the term, but I don't want to bring to talk too much about gratitude in a class. But as I said, During the retreat, when we have more time together, then, yeah, I try to dedicate as much as I can to the practice of gratitude because Bali has taught me this lesson that it's really, really important to become grateful for every single thing that you have in life, from the small things to the big things, and to always constantly remind yourself how, how lucky you are even just to be able to wake up in the morning and to move in a healthy body. Just this. This is already a miracle, you know? And I think we we realize this only when we go through a really challenging situation, when we are sick, for instance, and our health is not there anymore and we are not able to move, we are not able to do the things that we take for granted. And only then we understand Oh my God, what an amazing thing to be able to get out of bed and move, you know? And I learned this the hard way because I've been sick a lot. Um, in the past years, I've been sick a lot. I've been in the hospital. I had two surgeries and then I was sick a lot oh, wow. at home. I spent almost six months in bed. So I really suffered because I um, I already started the practice. So for me, movement was very important. For me, being on the mat was vital. But I was so sick that I couldn't get out of bed. So I couldn't do anything, you know. So all of a sudden, the most important thing in my life was not there anymore, you know. And slowly, slowly, I managed to recover. But I really think I recovered because like mentally, I worked mentally a lot to make my body stronger and to get back into the state of, of health. But um, this period that was very, very hard for me, very challenging, it made me appreciate so much more the gift of being healthy and being able, like I said, to walk, to run, to move. This is 
this is such a precious, precious gift that we have. And we take it for granted. We think it's normal. No, it's not normal. There are many people on this earth that don't have this privilege that they cannot move. You know, they cannot they cannot get out of bed or they have some kind of sickness that forces them to have a treatment for life. Or they go through many challenging situations, you know, related to their bodies and to their health. And I think it's so important to be grateful for this, for being alive, for being healthy and, you know, for having the opportunity to improve your life and to improve your body. You know, it just takes one decision. And then I really feel like yoga can transform your life completely. It will, it will improve, first of all, the way you think, your mind. Uh, your internal dialogue, the relationship with your body, which I think is so important. And I feel like very, very few people actually have a good relationship with their body, truly a good relationship to love and to accept your body the way it is and to work with it instead of against it. And yoga really helps you to become friends with yourself and with your body and to stop this inner turmoil, inner conflict that we have with ourselves, you know. And then to accept our bodies and to to learn how to improve our bodies, but in the most gentle and supportive way. So I really feel like if you are healthy and um, you don't have anything stopping you, you have no excuse not to start yoga. This is my opinion. I'm not trying to convince anybody, but if people are asking me, I always tell them, just start and try and see and then trying to convince me again flo (laughs) yeah to do yoga and to go to bali (laughs) you can do whatever you can do whatever you feel it has to come from you but i'm just saying i'm just um speaking from my own experience and i'm just hoping that some people will be inspired to try and then they can decide by themselves if it's for them or not but i feel like it's so important to at least be curious about it and give it a try yeah. and see how it feels. Thank you for sharing this. And You're you have welcome. been to uh, an amazing, really, journey. And I wanted to come back on the six months that you also spent um, in the hospital. If if you want to talk about this and what, what happened to you exactly. Um, yes, I can talk about it. It was not six months in the hospital. In the hospital, it was like two months. And the rest of the time was I was I spent at home in my bed because I was not able to walk. So it all started from something that was um, apparently um, not so serious, but then it turned into something um, pretty serious. I had a um, sinus inf- sinus infection that got very complicated. I received the wrong treatment for it and it got worse and worse and worse. And in the end, I needed surgery. And the main problem was that the infection spread throughout my uh, head, basically, and it got very, very close to my brain. So when they went inside to clean everything, it was my frontal sinuses that are on the forehead. And when they went inside to clean everything and so on, they got very close to my brain, but uh, it was very risky. And they said that I might be affected after it, like I might lose my sense of balance and orientation, and it would be very, very hard to coordinate my movements for a while, but then they will get back. 
And this is what it happened. But the process of recovery was six months. So basically, I was in the hospital for, I think, actually two months and a half. I was in the hospital. And uh, it was my recovery was really, really slow because I've been in enormous pain after the surgery was really bad. And then after I, I had, basically, I had headaches, like really, really bad headaches. And my whole body was extremely weak. And I could not coordinate my movement, basically. So when I wanted like to lift my arm, or to walk or to do these like really simple things that we do for me was a huge effort. You know, even just walking from the bed to the bathroom was like such a huge effort for me. And it took me a really long time to just take two or three steps. So yeah, it was, it was a very challenging time for me, but all this time I just did the thing that made me uh, go on and uh, gave me hope was that I thought, okay, once I will get better, I will get back to the practice, you know, and I will dedicate even more time and more energy and more passion into what I'm doing because it just made me even more passionate about yoga, this break, you know. Yes, I so, think I'm really, I can identify myself uh, into your, uh, really? your experience. Mm -hmm. um, when you talk about, you know, you you can you can you could have lose your balance your sense for a while it's also losing a part of you right losing your body yeah. um and and all the things that you have been grateful for and yeah. living basically your life i think it's almost yeah. similar as a death experience and yeah when you are especially spending two months and a half in the hospital i guess it's a yeah. very long time by yourself yes. and thinking and overthinking yeah. about what could be the worst and yeah. you you were working as you said on different mental exercise yeah and i and the yoga fun you found out that yoga just also may have saved your life i guess uh with oh yes recovery yeah parts. i can say this yeah and that's yes. that's the beauty out of it for 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 me on on my side i did have like a motor accident when i was in also in in a beautiful island dominican republic oh, and okay. uh, it went pretty bad and i and i i felt you know it was it was over for me after the accident and i spent yeah. like a couple of days in the hospital nothing related to two months and a half But um, uh -huh. from, from my experience and how brutal it was uh, in the accident that I actually don't remember, but the people told me about this. Then, yeah. uh, you know, coming back out of the hospital and, and thinking about this, how it could have been worst. And, and this is a time where actually I, my, I switched my mind into uh, yeah. something different. It empowered me so much yes. because I realized from this day uh, and it it, it keep uh, being my my driver that you know we only have one life and you never oh, know yeah. what's happened tomorrow you never know what's happened yes so exactly if, this is if, why it's important yeah. to make the right decisions <laughs> so if everything happened tomorrow and then you have to to spend the most of it and enjoy everything yes. on the day like yes. like you said at the beginning going with the flow i love this yeah <laughs> I think yes. it's not it's not appealing for everyone and some people like kind of uh, yeah panic when they expression. hear this yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is like it is it is what it is you know you can really go yeah. with the flow after some some brutal 
this experience yeah. and because you don't want to to over plan and because you you, you decided to live day after day and, yeah. and enjoy the most of it and and following yeah. your dream doing whatever yes. you, you you want what 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 your heart is is uh is talking about following yeah. your heart following your desire and and supporting people and being in this mm. journey of uh, balance with yourself yes and trying to have a positive impact on the world you know because when you live this experience these dramatic experiences that we talked about you know it just makes you wonder what is truly important in my life what matters truly in my life you know and when you start to ask yourself these questions you realize that probably the most important thing things in your life are the moments when you feel truly connected to something when you lose yourself into something you know and connection when you think about connection you know it's about what you can offer to others or how other or where others give something to you an exchange you know and this is what matters i don't think that in these moments if you think about what matters in life you will say oh it's the money is the house is the achievement in my job it's uh, getting uh, i don't know a certain uh, position or uh, i don't know any material Uh, thing they these things don't come to to your mind because in reality they are not so important. Connections with other people these are important. Connections to what you perceive to be the divine, no matter how you see it. Um, from my point of view, this is this is what truly matters. You being connected to something, whether it is a higher force in this universe or other people, and what you can offer to the world if you can maybe. Um, do something to improve the world around you, this is valuable. This is going to make a difference. But if you made a lot of money or you achieved a certain position, does it really matter? Did it change something in this world other than increasing your ego? <laughs> you know? So I'm just all the time trying to think, okay, what can I contribute with? What can I bring into this world to make to make maybe other people's lives better, to bring some inspiration or some comfort or some support. And I feel like this is my calling, you know. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I want to be like, I want to serve. I want to be a messenger. I don't nice. create things. I just <laughs> follow what I'm guided to do. Yes, we are in the same club. <laughs> mm. Very nice. Well, I guess, uh, yes, this experience is, uh, is very beneficial for us. And it's, it teaches so many things, I believe. Um, yeah. That now we can teach it to others, maybe in a way. Yeah. We say that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah. You go, grow a lot through these kind of experiences. You really grow a lot. It's challenging, but it's like a blessing in disguise, you know? Yes. Um, what seems to be something dramatic and something like uh, violent in your life can sometimes bring to an inner transformation that is for the best, you know, and it helps you to grow into a better version and stronger version of yourself. And I really think it was a blessing in disguise in the end. And actually, you have been traveling a lot 
doing this yoga retreat. Yeah. I've seen Bali, Italy, Nicaragua. Yeah. And um, I've seen also kind of the program of the retreat. And uh, I've yeah. seen sound healing session by you, Puriti, Clint's. Um, can you no, that was not done. Um, it, it was not done by me. Normally, it's different okay. people that I can collaborate with. But you do incorporate this kind of session into the retreat, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, I like to. And actually, it's funny that you mentioned this because now I'm uh, considering doing a sound healing course because I'm really drawn to this. So I'm thinking now about I already found a, a place and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do it soon because I would really like to be able to offer some healing sessions also. What so maybe in the for... in the future. <laughs> yes, I think it's I mean for me it's talk to me. I, I, I think the, the healing retreat or healing day are really yeah powerful to, to guide you oh, through, yes. through your journey and then sometimes uh find out uh, again your balance helping helping yourself yeah. in its very specific timing and so yeah. what what are you what is your planning about this what is your plan what is your schedule how what's your vision about the retreat for uh, for the retreats in general yes um i feel like this is a complete work in progress because um i'm seeing how much i change internally as time goes by and i feel like with each retreat i'm improving and i have new ideas and new concepts so it's very hard for me to to have things planned very clearly but i do have some retreats that are planned now uh, i don't have dates but we are setting up the dates for next year and i think i will do like i did before in the past meaning that i just tune in with myself I think about the place and the setting and everything, and I just kind of allow the allow the messages to come to me, and then I think, okay, this retreat should be about this and this and this and this, and then even after I set up a theme and everything and the schedule, even after this, sometimes I improvise a lot during the retreat because it depends a lot on what kind of people you have in the retreat. You know, once you get to know the people and you feel the energy of the group and everything, maybe you will change some things based on how you feel that, based on their needs, on on uh, how you connect with them. So sometimes I can even change a little bit some things based on how I connect to the people. So it's not easy to say, I'm going to do this and this and this. <laughs> it's always... Uh, more of a going with the flow like we were talking earlier yes and actually <laughs> i also saw you were speaking a lot about manifesting journaling yes. in your instagram and i couldn't yes. agree more on this topic so there are more oh, yes. and more scientific studies that prove yeah. how words have a huge impact on our personalities oh my god yes happiness i believe all. i believe in this with all my heart with all my heart I really proved myself. It's not just theory. I proved myself in my personal life that manifest manifestation truly works. Like, and it this is an absolute truth that what you focus on will grow. So when your mind is focused on something with passion and intensity, that thing will grow. So it's very, very important to select our thoughts. And to select the thoughts that support us, you know, that take us takes us into a direction where we want to go, and not entertain 
thoughts that are um, that are preventing us from getting to a, a space where we want to get, you know, because sometimes we are sabotaging ourselves so much. Yeah. We, th- we think that, oh, it doesn't matter that I'm thinking about this thing for days and days and days. It doesn't matter. It will not have any impact. It will. Every thought matters. So it's very important to become aware of your thoughts because the thoughts are the foundation of everything. So it all starts from the thoughts. When you correct your thoughts, slowly, slowly, your actions will be different. And once your actions will be different, your life will be different and everything around you will be changed. But it all starts from the, the thought. That is the primary, primary thing to change. And is there like any mental exercise that you are still doing that you were doing when you were in the hospital? Uh, well, for a period, I was not able to write. And that was a big problem for me because I, t- I normally I write a lot. This is an exercise that's important for me. So when I was not able to write, I was just very careful about what I was thinking. And I was just trying to nonstop imagine myself into a situation where I wanted to be. Like, for instance, being healthy, practicing, practicing in a space where I felt happy and grateful and alive you know i would just imagine myself i would play this scenario in my head nonstop. you know but normally when i'm able also to write i personally like a lot to write for me it's something that relaxes me and it stimulates me also to write down these things again thinking about different things that i want to achieve that i want to focus on i just write and write and write about it so i feel like this takes me into the right Um, state of mind and it's all about how you vibrate when you're in a certain state of mind you have to get yourself into to connect to this future version of yourself so that you can bring it into reality and i think it would be interesting for the one listening to talk a bit about how we write because sometimes it's very it's it's abstract you know and i am actually doing this exercise i i want to hear you how you how you do it Yeah, so it's very intuitive for me. Um, It's not like I learned it from somewhere. I just do it intuitively. And normally um, I write everything in the present tense because there is only a present tense. (laughs) I mean, we, in our language, we have past and present, but uh, uh, the reality is that only the present moment exists and the universe understands this and knows so it's much better for us to just only speak in the present moment let's say for instance uh i don't know you want to get somewhere let's say you want to get to hawaii you really want to be in hawaii it's much better to say i am in hawaii rather than i will be in hawaii next year you know because if you say i will be in hawaii next year it's always going to be next year And next year is going to be next year and then next year and next year. So you will never get there. I'm already here. You know? Yeah, I'm here. I'm in Hawaii. I'm enjoying. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so grateful. I love Hawaii. And then you start to speak about Hawaii in all details possible. So as my fantasy is really rich, like I don't have a problem with this. Like I can imagine so many things at once. I just go into details, you know? So I just yes. picture myself where I want to be or what I want to do. And I just try to describe it as much as possible until I get myself into that state of like really, really feeling and embodying that. And when I feel like, okay, it's enough, then I stop. And I 
and I leave my notebook somewhere and I just forget about it. I disconnect, you know, but while I'm on it, while I'm writing, I'm there 100% focusing on it. And then I release, you know, because I don't think it's good for us to become obsessed with something and just all the time thinking, is it there? Is it there? Is it there? Did I get it? Is it there? You know, no, just say what you want and then release it. Because if you maintain that state of mind and you try to eliminate fear and doubt from it, because these are the things that ruin everything. If you start to fear and doubt, you will stop the whole process. But if you just surrender and say, okay, this is what I want, you know, if there is something that I believe with all my heart and all my soul is that everything is possible. I really do believe that everything is possible. So if you really believe that, then it means that anything that you will write there can actually happen. So just allow your mind to believe this. I want this, 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 and then release it. If it happens, amazing. If it doesn't happen, it's okay also, you know, not to have a lot of expectations and pressure, but at the same time, saying what you want. Because if you never say what you want, you will never get it. Because, you know, it's written even in the Bible, ask and it should be given to you. So you do need to ask. It will not be given to you if you don't ask. So I feel asking you. Yes. I love to say to my friends that are struggling into, um, you know, making their dream a reality, I would always say to them, you already did it. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mm. I think this exercise is wonderful. We both do the same exercise. I do sometimes, two times, a couple of times during the week, read my my notes about this um, Mm -hmm. future uh, manifestation that is actually already happening and um, when we talk about this in in the present with all the details about the situation and what is surrounding us how we feel and all this exercise is is a wonderful exercise as you said also to remove your fear remove your obstacle and actually you feel kind of this serenity and relaxed because you have been to this beautiful dream situation and when you yes. step out of the knot and you feel like really yeah. balanced. Like and, floating. And, and as you said, actually, <laughs> it's removing um, a lot of things and obstacles in your mind, uh, uh, but yeah. subconsciously. And this is yeah. where the beauty happens. And I think this yeah. is a wonderful exercise that everyone should do just even for fun. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Even if you don't believe it, just try it and see. It happened to me so many times that I've written down things and then I forgot about them completely. And then they came into my life and I got back to the notes by chance. And I was like, I cannot believe I, I, I even forgot I wrote this. And now here I am. I have it, you know, <laughs> that just so happened to me yesterday. I was see? looking. For- yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really happening. I was looking for my notes of my last mm. manifestation for the next uh-huh. year. And basically, yeah. I found out you my notes that I wrote two yeah. years ago that I completely forgot. And yeah. it was me today. <laughs> so that is insane. Amazing. So I want to do the second, <laughs> the second step. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really yes. cool. Yes, yes. I wanted continue. to ask you a last question before before to leave. Yes. And yes. yeah, I, I love to ask um, what is kind of your daily routine 
when you wake up and kind of for mm-hmm. the ritual of the days, it's always very inspiring. And then mm-hmm. conclude with uh, the question, kind of uh, action for someone that may struggle into this situation. What would you say to anyone that is not sure yet to quit everything, to look for their dream, uh, any piece of advice? So that's my two. Okay, two questions. And, okay. And yeah. uh, advice. Okay. So my daily routine. Um, I uh, So first thing I, I do when I wake up in the morning, I'm trying to um, always do some kind of practice that brings the awareness into my body. Normally, I do some breath work. You know, it's very important for me to bring awareness to the breath and to connect to my body and to feel how I feel during that day after I wake up and to bring some inner peace. And then um, I move a bit. Either I do some stretching or I do some, I don't know, some salutations or a short practice. And then I go on with my day. Sometimes I'm teaching. Um, most days I'm teaching. I also uh, do some social media. Um, I collaborate with the yoga school. I do so. I create content for them. So my normal day would be, yeah, creating content, whether it is for me or for for somebody else. But I'm creating, editing, and then, uh, well, of course, I might maybe meet somebody or do something fun as well. And in the evenings, maybe you will be surprised, but I never, ever, ever watch movies like. Never. I don't have Netflix. I don't have HBO. I don't have anything like this. Um, for me, it's just not an option uh, because I feel like time is so precious and I prefer to do something that I feel like it's more useful for myself. I'm not saying that watching movies is not useful. It can be useful and inspiring. I just feel like my time is so precious. I don't want to waste it. Um, I don't want to waste two hours watching something that doesn't bring anything of value into my life. So. I prefer to read. I read something that I'm truly interested in in the evenings, or maybe I do some meditation or I do some movement again. Um, but most of the times I would um, listen to some audiobooks or read or something like this, uh, or sit in nature. Fortun- fortunately, here in Bali, I have a terrace and I can sit outside. Uh, most evenings I spend outside in nature oh, and nice. I just either journal or read or listen to something and then I go to sleep and I go to sleep very early because normally I wake up at uh, five or six so um, I go to bed at 10 <laughs> so this is my my normal routine um, thank, you thank you also and the second question was what advice do I have so my advice my advice is um, that if you feel the call to do something different from what you're normally doing, first of all, tune in with yourself to understand how strong your desire is. And if it truly, truly resonates with your heart, and if it does, then I would advise people to take some small steps towards your dreams. Like, first of all, try to connect to that dream and to your future version mentally get yourself into that state constantly 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 and keep your job for the moment you know until you're ready because some people take this take this step before they are ready because they are desperate because they want to change now you know but mentally they are not ready they are not ready to 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 um um take all the consequences that come with this change you know 
So first of all, get yourself ready, train yourself to be ready for the change so that when the change comes, you're like, okay, I can do this. I know, I know where I'm going because I've been practicing this mentally, you know? So I feel like even though maybe you expect me to say, yeah, quit your job, do it now. I never give this advice to people. No, take your time first to make sure 100% that you really want this change. And when you're 100 uh percent certain and you know with all your heart and your mind that yes i want to follow this path and when you get used to idea and you integrated it into yourself then yeah make the step but don't make the step because you're desperate don't don't take this step because you feel like i'm tired i want something different i'm quitting my job because sometimes you can quit your job but if your state of mind is like really, really, really bad and you feel like I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I don't want to do this anymore, then even the next thing that you will do, you will feel tired and exhausted and you will not want to do it anymore. Do you understand my point? Oh, yes. Very well. So I feel yes. like, first of all, you have to be mentally ready. And when you're mentally ready, then yes, take that step. But don't take it when you're not ready. So this is, this is my, my advice. Get yourself into the right vibration first and then take the action. Thank you, Florina, for this beautiful Thank you also. story, journey, words, advice, <laughs> everything. I can't Thank wait you to, also. to follow up and uh, yeah, see where, <laughs> what's next for you and I will follow for sure. Okay. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Thank you, Flo. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoy it and want to dive into other inspirational content, please subscribe to the channel. In each episode, I'll try to put out valuable, helpful, actionable resources and inspirational content to guide you through your journey with inspiring experts. I'll choose each month three lucky digital nomads from the different continents and each one will win a 100 euro gift card for your next remote work experience in one of our Palma co-living locations. All you have to do is tag three digital nomads friends on the last Instagram post of Palma co-living. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you in your journey towards happiness and success. Make sure to share it with a friend and subscribe to our channel as well. And I will really like to hear from you guys. So please leave a review and let me know what part of this episode resonates with you the most. Thank you guys and see you for the next episode.